behind every successful man, there's a regressive quote on how women are a supporting act in success. But behind every successful founder or CEO, there's probably a founder's office. They have the magical ability to convert strategic action plans into digestible tasks, OKRs and North Stars into daily habits, and translate lofty one-pagers into actual products used by millions. A lot of startups have this, right? Which is a which is a couple of generalists who who are part of the CEO's kind of uh, SWAT team, and they're deployed wherever they want. And that is is the classical founder's office. That's Ramya. She was the chief of staff at Ola from 2018 to 2019, a critical time in the mobility giant's expansion into different verticals. And from 2015 to 2017, she was at the founder's office at Mintra nearly a year after it was acquired by e-commerce giant Flipkart. We'll be hearing a lot from her this episode. Although there are differences between the founder's office and the chief of staff role, where the chief of staff essentially leads the founder's office and is a co-pilot to the founder, we'll be using the two terms interchangeably, as most Indian startups these days do. Okay, so now back to the SWAT team. See the people in this team don't mind shifting from one role to another. They're close to the CEO, but closer to the problem. Remember Ocean's Eleven, the heist movie from about two decades ago? While you can argue that George Clooney had acquired a bunch of specialists and not generalists who helped him rob three banks, there was one character who was there with Clooney in almost every scene, although nobody really knew what he was doing. But he was super important still. Brad Pitt. The founder's office are basically a bunch of Brad Pitts. That's to say that they're a bunch of generalists who solve complex problems, but might not be the best at everything. Or anything, really. Now, obviously, life doesn't work in such simple cinematic terms. But so far, very little is known about the people inside the founder's office. And what they do inside, what really goes on inside the founder's office on a day-to-day basis. I wanted to speak to a bunch of them to figure out. What really goes on at the founder's office? What are the problems that they solve? And what are the problems that they're going through? In this episode, we'll hear the interesting inner workings of the founder's office, why it's so difficult to codify it, and why it's the perfect place to be for thoroughbred generalists. Welcome to Cost to Company, a podcast about careers and workplaces by the Ken, where we tell you what's happening at your workplace before you hear it on Slack. I'm your host, Srivar. Where does this term founder's office even come from? The answer, as I found out, lies in bureaucracy. Think about it. The current Prime Minister of India has the Prime Minister's office. Many times the Prime Minister's office tweets more important stuff than the PM himself. But then I wondered, when did this start becoming a part of the 
lingo in the startup ecosystem. No, so interestingly, what I have seen is that company's org structure represents the founder to a very large extent, right? That's Adwait. He's been at the founder's office at CoinDCX, one of India's largest crypto exchanges, and Club, which is into providing capital solutions for digital businesses. The org structure, especially in the early days of the business, is one of the rare things that the founder has control over. You can't control the people that you hire, but you can pretty much control as to where you want to put them. The founder's office is the founder shield, the SWAT team, like we discussed. And some founders have realized that it works really well for them. And for some startups, it's going on for quite some time now. There have obviously been companies like Inmobi, which have been piloting the founder staff program for a while, and close to 10 years now. Uh, even back, if you look at, uh, and again, I would like to challenge that uh, this has been largely a bureaucratic role, right? Even somebody like Sequoia, for example, or Cleaner Parkers, for example, which are obviously cutting edge VC firms, they have had a chief of staff kind of a role for a while now and close to 20 years right now, right? Now, right? So this has been something that a lot of people have tried. And obviously, if you're coming from a system where you have seen this work and where you have been a chief of staff. Uh, and interestingly, a lot of chief of staffs uh, tend to start something of their own, right? because you are exposed to a lot of things. You're kind of uh, unlike in a functional role. Companies like Inmobi, India's first unicorn startup, have nurtured the founder's office role. The people who were in these roles about seven years ago are in influential positions these days. The Founders Office program at Inmobi was a launchpad, a roadies for really smart people, as it were, where many folks went on to achieve greater heights in other orgs, often as CXOs, and some even started their own organizations. But before we looked at specific examples, I wanted to get an overall perspective of what's expected of a person in the Founders Office role. And what can the person expect on the other side? Adwait from CoinDCX gave us a meta understanding of what these things actually are at the founder's office. There are two key things that you do, right? First is uh, working on new initiatives, which is basically, uh, let's say the founder is interested in exploring uh, a particular uh, new business line, just to take an example, right? Or there is, a, there is something cross-functional that needs to be done, which is not business as usual. So that's where uh, you will be uh, 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 tapped on and you will basically uh, project manage that and uh, kind of get things done. Uh, in, in, just to be uh, very, very blunt, right? You will, uh, you will be given a problem statement and you will be given resources that you ask for and you are expected to go out and solve it. That's one kind of a role. Uh, the other kind of a, uh, a role is uh, basically where you are kind of improving efficiency to an extent. Uh, you are basically, uh, let's say, uh, the, let's say the marketing team has been operating in a certain way uh, for the last uh, two years. And uh, the founders are not happy with the efficiency of the marketing team. Then again, you will be asked to kind of see if there is anything that we can do to improve uh, the output of the marketing team, just as an example, right? So there are two very distinct roles. Uh, one is much more of a new initiatives kind of a role where you are working on um, new projects, uh, where you're working on more cross-functional things. And the other is more of a project management, continuous improvement kind of a role where you basically uh, identify underperforming areas in a company 
and you figure out uh, uh, why they are underperforming and what can be done to make it better. Adwait neatly explained the role to me, but I wasn't convinced. Can something so seemingly fluid really be set in stone? Ah. Uh, So both of these roles uh, obviously are a function of the stage at which company uh, the company is operating for an early stage startup a founder's office role or a chief of staff role would tilt very heavily heavily in the first uh, direction where you are kind of launching new things you are iterating on a lot of things you are experimenting and if the experiment does not work out you are kind of shutting down a lot of things and for a more established company you would work much more on uh, uh, the second part which is basically process improvement right uh, again in my head each role would be a mix of both of these kind of work just depends on the kind of company uh, on the stage of the company and uh, uh, and the kind of profile that is coming in as well the age of the startup matters if you're an early stage startup the founder wants to try out new things throw things at the wall see what sticks While if you're at a mature stage startup, it's mostly about making sure that the processes are efficient. Ramya, whom we heard at the beginning of the episode, was a part of Mintra and Ola when they weren't the behemoths that they are today. She's worked at BCG, Amazon, and Mintra in the past, but is currently the GM at X2Tenx, where she is the head of learning products. I meet a lot of people, including me, who gone to IIMs for MBAs. So IIMs are great at many things, but preparing you for a career in startups isn't one of them right and that's kind of the gap that we want to address and loves going to the movies uh, my mother tongue is tamil so ponin selvan is the new big thing that's that everybody who speaks tamil is speaking about so we went to watch the movie it was quite fun i wanted to get an understanding from the very outset of what were some of the interesting problems that she worked on during her times at ola and mintra she was chief of staff at ola and at the founder's office at mintra so when i was uh, chief of staff at ola to uh, the marketplace org with saiki saiki as in saikiran krishnamurthy formerly at mckinsey and flipkart who ended up being ramya's reporting manager at ola and even currently at extrotenix um we were going through a reorg right in terms of um and i uh basically led led that right so i came up with the options and uh, worked with saiki on figuring out what options make sense now on paper and and then it superimposed the reality of of you know actual people who are going to play those roles whatever you have on paper will have to change so that was a very interesting and a very eye opening exercise because like i said when you're younger you tend to say well, what like problem solving analytics those matter like what is this organ whatever right so that was a very interesting project um the other one again at ola was we were uh, so the 2018 context of ola was uh, was that yes growth was important but profitability was equally if not more so important right and and uh, that's one of the reasons why marketplace as an organization was set up because we went from being uh, like a 100 city plus uh, set up right so every city was basically running itself to a central product driven way of controlling everything that was going on in the 100 cities so profit uh so this this was obviously great because you have a lot of control over what goes on but it also meant that the product had to catch up and do uh do this right so coming up with the product strategy and the and the road map to get here working with senior leaders in uh, in the product and tech org to make sure that uh we have kind of have done the right prioritization 
um and being and you know both both sides were equal which is that yes we had actually picked the right things to work on but also the communication across the org right that this is what we are going to work on and why that matters so um i got to kind of lead that project at ola which was also very very interesting uh got to work with uh, pranav who's who was the head of uh, head of product at that time you very very seasoned and very uh, very thoughtful leader so learned a lot about product and prioritization from him worked with babesh and kind of and learned a lot about his uh, uh about his drive in just working with him the chief of staff role at ola required ramya to work on centralizing the marketplace model and revamping the org structure as adwait helped us understand earlier it was a combination of working on new initiatives and tidying up processes and at mukesh bansal's mintra so that that was interesting from my days at mukesh they were the projects then were a lot more about like this right like core problem solving like for instance we were one of the problem problem statements that mukesh tasked us with like every every season you know fashion works in season right fall winter whatever whatever every season we make a lot of buying decisions on what to what to buy for two seasons down the line because that's how like a nike decides like does a roadshow and says this is what is available now you pick what you want and our buyers go and make those decisions now can we develop can we develop an analytical system which says this is buying the, can we evaluate the buying decisions kind of very um uh uh very dispassionately right uh so we got to develop a very intense data model to do that which was which was a lovely project okay so this is interesting working on new initiatives and streamlining internal processes something that ramya said that she did at mintra and ola but i wanted to ask adwait as to what he did at his time at the founders office so i did not set okrs uh again i was working much more on the first side of things right which is basically uh, uh, launching new uh, things or experimenting on new uh, experimenting on things that we should do so when we had joined we had a very when i had joined club we had a very broad idea of the kind of product that we wanted to offer we had done our first pilot and uh, i was basically asked to figure out a product structures uh, which can make it scalable uh so that was of a uh, 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 very interesting work because the kind of uh, products that we were offering were completely new in india we were not su- uh, super sure whether this is something that uh, uh that is permitted uh, uh, by regulations in india so every role has fun parts and not uh, fun parts and often those parts depend on who is doing the job right? so i really enjoyed the research part of it i really enjoyed learning about uh the confusing regulations that india has around the securities uh what i did not like was uh, uh dealing with service providers uh basically again uh, uh, they are used to work in a certain way they were very very uh hesitant in kind of uh changing their uh, methods uh, uh to kind of accommodate a early stage startup so that was slightly uh, frustrating i had to deal a lot with uh, banks for example to process payments and that was uh, very very frustrating again oh, different uh, i'm sure that if there was somebody else in my role they would have enjoyed other parts of the work other parts of this project more than uh, let's say the research part of it okay so at this point it seems to me like people at the founders office were doing everything the go to market strategies the product roadmaps and nothing calling vendors fixing appointments dealing with banks 
So, what's really going on here? Let's hear from two folks who kind of have differing thoughts on this. Hi there, I'm Snegdha from the Ken's podcast team. What do you think of the episode so far? We are very eager to hear your feedback, so please do write to us at podcast at theken.com. That is T-H-E hyphen K-E-N.com. Also, we would love for you to share with us any interesting ideas that you think we should take up on cost to company because we want to build a cost to company community and we want you to be a part of the show. And for that reason, we have created a special type form for you to fill out. You will find it linked to the show notes of this episode. Also, one last request. If you're liking this show, please do click on follow and rate us on whatever podcast platform you're tuned into. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can press the bell icon so that next time we drop an episode, you will get a notification. You can also do the same on Apple Podcasts. Just click on the plus symbol on the top right corner of this podcast page. It will take you a second. Thank you in advance and now back to the episode. I got the idea for this episode when I was in pre-production for my previous episode on title inflation. Scrolling through LinkedIn, I saw hundreds of job descriptions and I was confused. Almost all of them wanted a chief of staff, but none of them really wanted too much experience, something that Ramya and Adwait had even when they joined their roles. I'd just like to say that if there's a JD for a founder's office role, then uh, don't read it. <laughs> just uh, because it's, you know, it's, it's an ambiguous thing. It, it, cannot be, it cannot be JD'd, <laughs> if I may use that term. That's Jayesh. He's at the founder's office at Dato Insurance, a startup that's aiming to provide hassle-free insurance to its customers. He's got more than 20 years of experience working at quite a few domains and areas. So I've, I've had a varied experience. I'm a thoroughbred generalist. And, and that's what uh, works here. Uh, so it, it doesn't bother me that I'm doing operations today and might be doing growth tomorrow and uh, might be doing HR the day after or recruitment the day after. Uh, it, it's what, in fact, keeps me going. I asked Jayesh on what he does at Ditto, and we had an interesting exchange. I am uh, in the founder's office at Ditto. Uh, currently, I'm heading operations. Got it. And how many pe- folks are there in your founder's office? Uh, I'm the only one in the founder's office right now. And uh, my team is three people. So, so essentially, you would, uh, if you have a head of ops, let's say, so uh, do you have a head of operations at Ditto or like, are you the head of operations uh, de facto? So uh, the founder's office role essentially is, uh, you know, is a problem solving role. It's uh, it doesn't stay in one function, so to say. Uh, so when I was hired, we needed someone to uh, you know iron out the operational uh, aspect of uh, the, the business, and so that's where I was put. Uh, once this is kind of sorted, I may be doing something else. I may be working in some other you know problem solving area. Maybe I'd be working for growth, uh, or or maybe other uh, you know bringing in efficiency or, or laying down processes for other departments like quality, maybe, uh, or analytics. Uh, we don't know. This uh, Right now, this is what I'm doing. Jayesh is a shapeshifter, an intellectual handyman. Today, he's heading operations. Tomorrow, he might be with growth. Day after, he might be with customer success. 
But if you're thinking that the founder's office is something that only high-performing, highly experienced individuals might be undertaking, you will be mistaken. There was this trend that I've been seeing. A founder's office person goes to college for engineering, works for a year, goes for their MBA, sticks it out in consulting for a while, and then works at a startup as a member of the founder's office. I had to speak to someone who was going through this. So I spoke to Avichal. The problem whenever you enter into such a role is first one, two months, you don't know what to do. Because again, you are bought in to do everything, but you still need that context. You need to develop those relationships with people. You need to identify problem statements. Avichal is the current chief of staff at Foxtail, a D2C startup, and was previously at the founder's office at UV Health. Before this, he was at Bain & Company for two and a half years and writes a lot about the founder's office on LinkedIn. As you can imagine, he gets a lot of DMs on the founder's office role. Uh, And I, you know, I I certainly emphasize this whenever I'm talking to people who want to move into founder's office role, is that uh, have, have a vibe check with the founder. That is extremely important. This is not important when you're maybe interviewing for a technical role, uh, a marketing role, ops role, sales role, right? But in the in the, the founder's office interview is there's no skills, right? Hard skills for a founder's office. It's a it's basically a vibe check to see how you both are sinking in, how you both are thinking. Is this, is that right? It's almost like a date, right? Like now that I'm thinking about it in my head, it's like okay, you know, he, oh, do you think what is so for Avichal more than skills or problem statements or OKRs, the core of the founder's office role is the vibe your relationship with the founder the vibe that you share with the founder in turn helps you with what you want to do ahead Ramya spoke about this too when she was at Mitra at Mukesh Bansal's office and when she was working with Bhavesh Agarwal and Psyche at Ola those experiences shaped her and it's probably the reason why she's doing what she's doing at X2 but it's not smooth sailing all the time clarity takes persistence Avichal and his founder's office role at UV Health was going above and beyond his normal duties at work, whatever normal duties might mean. He was the jack of all trades and the master of none. I asked him what his day at work looked like. Generally, 30-40% of my time each day would be spent on just you know brainstorming and executing on these strategies. Whereas day-to-day, I was the rest of the time also some hiring, figuring out how to hire, who to hire, uh, also maybe taking some uh, in, uh, final interviews and so on. Uh, I was also working on product a bit. Um, so basically, yeah, just seeing the website, what are the funnels looking like, or like uh, how can we optimize. Uh, I was again looking at marketing as well. We, uh, I was actually very closely looking at marketing, performance marketing and social media marketing. What can we do there? How can we get better ROS on the spend state? Things, dude. That's a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And that's the problem, right? When you tell everyone that, yeah, I've done this, 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 then it generally, you know, feels like you've actually done nothing. But uh, yeah, I, I would say that I've got a pretty good hang of all things. I was also doing uh, uh, sales for a brief stint when you were, when we were, you know, a lot of our folks were down with COVID. So I was just helping pitch in. So Again, this role is filled with a lot of ambiguity and chaos. So you need to, you know, learn to thrive in it. Uh, But I did. I absolutely love my time. Uh, Love my time there. 
Avichal was looking at hiring, executing strategies, product, and diving deep into performance marketing. That sounds like a mouthful because it is. I call this aspirational ambiguity. You want to get into roles which aren't well defined. You want ambiguity. You want chaos. You want to chase everything because by the end of it, you hope to be good at something. It's like the proverbial Indian mindset, right? Science, uh, engineering, MBA, consulting. Ye kar lo, uske baad to aram hi aram hai. Simply translated, that means you can do this, and after this you can chill. Although that's never really the case. And that's because these things give a sense of safety, yes, but not clarity. You can definitely add founders' office to this long list of MBA consulting and all of that, by the way. Because slowly but surely, the founders' office has become the new gateway drug for safety and clarity. But what happens when the very relationship that this role is based on starts to get distant? And this is not by choice, but by circumstance. Uh, so at Foxtel, you know, uh, Ramita is the founder and CEO. And of course, she is extremely busy uh, all the time, every time. So just to get 15-30 minutes is a challenge. Yeah, it does sometimes feel that you're alone. And this role is actually a very lonely role. Uh, lonely role, sorry. Because, uh, you know... Marketing team has their folks, tech team has their folks, everyone has their team, right? Which they can, of course, fall back on. <laughs> Chief of staff is like one person and you're working mostly with the founder who, of course, you know, is also a uh, reporting manager per se. Uh, and then, you know, sometimes you're working with this, sometimes you're working with this. So it is, uh, it does get hard sometimes that way, right? But again, uh, that's something which you signed up for. If you want to do everything, that's, you know, there are some uh, necessary evils. According to Avichal, loneliness is a necessary evil of the founder's office experience. But Jayesh, the thoroughbred generalist from Dato Insurance, had a different point of view on this. Well, not at all lonely. I'm part of a much bigger family. Uh, you know, the... Uh, Every department in the company knows me. Uh, I've interacted with everyone. You know, I've not only interacted with them as, you know, hi, hello, let's have a cup of tea, but we've done work together. It could be small things, but we've still done mm. things together. I have a connection with everyone in the company. Uh, again, I think it's, a, it's I'm privileged. Uh, not many people, apart from the founders, can say this. Mm. Uh, not many employees can say this. So. Uh, I am part of a family. Uh, my family is very big. One <laughs> of people. It's not just three or five or ten people in one department. It's all of them. Lovely. Uh, I think it's uh, you know it's amazing. Like I said, it's these are the things that excite me that make me uh, you know happy. Okay, that sounds great. But what about the part where the founder is getting hard pressed for time? If if you're doing your job well, the founder need not even think about this department. You free up his time to think about uh, more serious problems, about around growth or fundraising or whatever else it could be. Uh, sure, you know, being in the founder's office, you always sort of dream and fantasize that one day you'll also be strategizing, uh, you know, be part of the board, so to say. Uh, but for that, you have to prove yourself first, uh, you know, by handling the department so well that the founder need not even think about it. Uh, 
so if the founder has to uh, you know every week or month or every so often come to me and ask hey what's happening in a department then i'm not doing my job right uh, if he sort of forgets me <laughs> then i think yeah you know we're doing it well so what i understood from jayesh was that probably it's a good thing that the founder doesn't have time for you it's a sign that you're doing your job well i love you enough to let you go you might not get too much time with your founder but if you play your cards right the whole organization is with you wow this feels like a suraj bhajatya movie now in the founder's office role there are multiple things thrown at you either you can juggle them well and be a loved character of the circus and if you can't you'll just be burdened with the pressure and hope for clarity to prevail there's a gap not just in the market but internally as well people don't really know what this role entails ritain barua of fueler a bootstrap startup has started a founders office program to address this communities are coming up the chief of staff network exists because as we've understood the problems that folks in this role solve might be different but the problems that they face are similar in most cases anyway as a closing note i asked my guests if they would change anything about their founders office journey and if they would do it all over again let's hear from avichal from foxtel honestly i would do it all over again in the exact same way probably uh yeah maybe i would have liked moving to a startup a bit more early i think uh, yeah because i really do love working you know in such an uh in such a environment so adwait from coin dcx went in next interesting so this is an interesting question because uh, apart from the role i have also kind of matured over the last 3 odd years right so if i was 3 years back and if i had the chance to do club all over again i'll definitely do it i'll definitely also do coin dcx all over again this was it was an, definitely an interesting place for uh, me to work uh but uh, will i do a founders a staff role now maybe maybe not matlab uh, again um, now let's say a couple of years down in the future right because i uh, obviously was doing founders staff at coin d6 but a couple of years down the line i may not uh, uh, i don't think i will do a founders staff role at that point in time adwait admitted that the founders office role requires a skill that is unique and not timeless it has a shelf life ramya from extrutanix chipped in with something similar i made a fair few mistakes to before i kind of understood the balance um so that was that was difficult and i think i think chief of staff as a role also comes with its expiry date because uh it's not i don't i don't anticipate somebody like you know joining as a chief of staff and retiring as a chief of staff if, if you know if that concept even matters in startups See, nobody joins the chief of staff role or the founder's office just to remain in the founder's office. It's like this long boot camp for highly aspirational, adaptable and obviously very capable individuals who want to get their hands dirty in the hopes of making it as a CXO or as an entrepreneur. What really goes on in the founder's office is both a mystery and an open book. It's kind of being like a CEO, right? a little bit of everything a lot of nothing 
and to top it all a sizable dose of i don't know what the hell is going on this was a podcast from the ken this episode of cost to company was written hosted and produced by shivar chotaria with audio engineering by rajiv cn if you have thoughts feelings or episode ideas write to us at podcasts at the rate of the hyphen ken.com if you liked the podcast and want to know more follow the ken web on twitter instagram and linkedin it's been 25 years since the vishaka guidelines were passed in 1997 nine years since the posh act in 2013 We've had a Me Too movement in India in 2018 which was largely a movement against unsafe workplaces for women and sexual minorities. The Posh Act, the Posh Committee, these have entered our collective vocabularies. Awareness of sexual harassment is now widespread. And yet, if you ask people in the know, even with these new structures in place, workplaces continue to be unsafe. Many if not most organizations continue to fail women and other gender minorities. Why? What are we missing? Why has the needle moved so little? And if not law, if not due process, what does it take to create a safe workplace? I'm your host Sneha and we'll discuss this and more on next week's cost to company. <laughs>